most of us are not taught how to be happy. We're not taught how to maintain a strong, positive drive despite the obstacles. And when most of us are faced with those obstacles, what do most of the people in your life do? Do they help you reframe the situation? Do they encourage you? Do they help you get back on track? I hope they do. But for most of us, we're surrounded by people whose default is gossip. Their default is to say, oh gosh, that's terrible. Let me get down in the mud with you and we'll lament on this for a while. These are the co-workers who say, you were wronged. I can't believe management. This is ridiculous. These are your friends who say, you need a drink or offer some other kind of distraction. These are the equally overwhelmed spouses who love you, but then also say things like, your day sucked. Yeah, mine too, but we've got to adult and move on. Who's going to feed the kids tonight? And if you were not taught how to reset your mind, how to maintain optimism when the world around you is giving you every excuse not to believe, not to believe in yourself, not to believe in your circumstance, not to believe in the support structures around you. If you were not taught happiness, positivity, and how to control your mindset, a growth mindset, and the people around you are all too happy to welcome you to the pity party, what happens? You find yourself rather quickly at the biggest party in the world. No, not Mardi Gras, not Burning Man. We're talking about the pity party. Have you been there? Have you been there? I know I have. And it's all too easy a place to set up residence. And the punch bowl is filled with excuses to never leave, to never grow, to never accomplish, to never realize your potential, your dreams. If we want to be leaders, we have to learn how to lead ourselves out of these traps before we can lead others. I'm Creighton Dent, and yes, we're still talking about self-leadership because we're still learning and we're doing it together here on the Campus Leader Podcast. system is designed to survive. 
The brain that you and I have is roughly 2 million years old, and it hasn't altered a huge amount in that time. And if we explore the evolutionary instincts ingrained in us, the number one priority is survival. So, our brains are always looking for what could go wrong, what could be messed up, what could cost us, what could we lose. Our brains operate this way because early on, people were faced with real survival challenges. Like, what do you do when you encounter a saber-toothed tiger? So, what are those ingrained response instincts our brain cycles through when we detect a hint of a problem, when we think we see a tiger? We learned to fight or flight. We run from it or freeze and hope maybe the tiger won't notice. Those are the three patterns most people fall back to under moments of stress. They fight, they flight, or they freeze. Now here's the problem. There is no saber-toothed tiger anymore. So today, we get freaked out, like life and death. Like, what do people think about me? What comments will they post? What will they say when I leave the room? All those challenging things, don't get me wrong, they are challenging. But when we go there, we operate out of a base instinct for survival. Your brain, when it's driving itself, it is going to focus on helping you survive. It's not going to make you happy. At best, it will learn the short-term strategies to releasing dopamine and chemicals that make you feel happy momentarily in fleeting moments, giving you nothing more than a temporary break from the stress. Your job is to create the happiness. It's your job to recognize when your brain is taking over, driving you to react from a base instinct of survival and instead deciding survival is not enough for me. I have goals. I have dreams. And I have to take control in this moment. I have to choose my emotions, choose my reactions, interrogate and reconstruct my reality. In order to do that, you have to wake up and not be on autopilot, not watch time go by, not default to your automatic behaviors. If we don't learn to run our brains, they will run us. Okay, so here's your assignment for today. Yesterday, we walked through the practice of creating a list 
a list of things we will have experienced, we will have accomplished, we will have acquired over the course of living our best life. You also asked yourself, who would I need to be right now in order to have all of this by the end of my life? What characteristics would I have to be? What values would I have to be? You made that list. You compared these two lists and where there was incongruency, you adjusted. Now, why did we do this? Well, it would be great if we could just be all these characteristics right now. Now that we have identified who we need to be to have the life we want. But what will get in our way? Our automatics. The patterns we habitually run. The default survival instincts our brains will steer us to. Without making conscious choices to think differently, we'll be slaves to the thinking we've always had. So, we need a short, concise statement. A bold statement. Something that we can go back to so that we can be those characteristics that will put us back on the path of the life we just designed. Is this starting to sound familiar to you? Go ahead, say it with me. I am a leader. I've had you on training wheels for two weeks. What, you didn't notice? You showed up to this podcast to participate in a journey of self-development, a journey to be a better campus leader. So, on day one, I gifted you your first bold statement. I am a leader. You see how this works? You're doing it. You're doing it. Now, the training wheels are off. This week, you explored your why. You built a greater definition around who you are meant to be. And now, it's time for you to write your own bold statement. If it's too long, you might not remember it. So make it short and concise so that when you say it, it brings you back into your best self. Do we need examples? Here's some bold statements people have shared with me. I am a person who makes a difference. I am a leader creating leaders. I am a person who makes a positive impact on people. I am who God created me to be. What statement would light you up? What would have you inspired? I'll share my personal bold statement with you. I say it three 
times a day. It goes like this. I have all I need to have all I want. And I am deserving of the future I am willing to live today. Okay, my example, perhaps not as short and concise as others, but I've been doing this a while. I've built on it. I've made it a habitual part of my day, and it works for me. So what works for you? Once you've created your bold statement, you're going to apply the same strategy you did just 12 days ago when you started reminding yourself, I am a leader. Where are we putting this? The bathroom mirror, a post-it note on the desk, or a reminder on the phone? Whatever it is, just do something and do not say, oh, I'll remember my bold statement every time I see the sunrise or when I look into my children's eyes. It's a sweet thought, but I've never seen this work for very long because you've been operating from your automatics for so long. It will eventually take back over without you even seeing it. Your job, if you want the life you have designed, is to keep yourself in your bold statement as much as possible. We've spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks learning how to be. Now, it's time for you to be bold. That's it for today. I'm so honored to be walking with you on this journey. If you think of it today, invite a friend to join us and encourage them to subscribe. We're everywhere people listen to podcasts. I'm Creighton Dent, and I'll see you back here next week on the Campus Leader Podcast. <laughs>